pray, Father, as we are in these strange, uncertain times, Lord Father, it's now that we need you more than ever. And God, we ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus that, Lord, you give wisdom and you give favor to the medical people and the doctors. And Lord, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you bring a swift end to this coronavirus. So Lord, we know that your name, Jesus, is higher than any other name. And it's certainly higher than COVID-19. So we speak the name of Jesus and we curse this uh, sickness and this disease and we curse this infection and we curse corona right now and we command it to shrivel up and die and go in the name of Jesus and we pray right now Lord that people's hearts will be filled with hope and people's hearts will be filled with faith and Lord, where people would panic and worry, Lord Father, we pray that there is day that is coming soon where their hearts will be filled with joy and with peace. We pray for our government leaders and we pray for this government, Lord Father. We pray for our Prime Minister, Lord. We pray that you, Lord Father, would give them favor, you would give them wisdom, and we pray that they would come to know you as Lord and savior lord we pray for this church and we pray for the churches in our community and in this nation that lord it's time for the church to rise it's time for the church to rise it's time for the church to step out to step in and to step up it's time for the church not to self-isolate it's time for the church to come forward and proclaim the gospel of the lord jesus christ god give us wisdom and show us where we can meet needs show us where we can reflect light show us where we can be light in the darkness give us that wisdom lord father as we are treading on uncertain ground and as we're dealing with things we've never dealt with before may the church of God rise in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus let's just speak the name of Jesus come on we speak the name of Jesus it's higher than any other name speak the name of Jesus over your family speak the name of Jesus over your church speak the name of Jesus over this town the name of Jesus oh we bless your name we bless your name we bless your name hallelujah hallelujah amen 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 thank you to the worship team for leading us so graciously amen wow we are here sunday morning uh, mother's day today and we are in a different place than we've ever been before but let me tell you there's a place that hasn't changed and there's a place that we have not left and that's in the protection of the most high god amen i'm here this morning i'm not here to become radical right i'm here to be biblical okay but what i found in this last few days and few weeks the biblical is radical 
And the people that didn't realize the biblical was radical are now starting to see that it's radical. Because there's a time for the church to rise up. And that's what God's been putting in my spirit. It's time for the church to rise up. Now, I don't know exactly what that looks like to rise up. But I'm telling you, there's time for the church to rise. Would you agree? Okay. So, um, as the Rock Church, um, we're in an interesting uh, situation here because I'm, I'm taking advice from churches that are around. How do we go forward? You know, uh, you might have seen that message that's gone out on uh, on Facebook uh, where it says, you know, your pastor has never has never gone through um, a uh, situation like this before. Never had to lead a church through a a, a lockdown almost. Um, and so it's uncharted ground. But what surprised me. And I'm going to just put it out there, and I know I'm going to get shot down because I know my pastor friends are going to be watching this uh, after they do their live stream and going, what? But let me just chuck it out there. Right? As we speak at this moment in time, okay, KFC is open. Okay? Takeaway only, but it's open. McDonald's is open. Takeaway only, but open. <laughs> Hallelujah, someone says. The supermarkets are open. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people in the supermarkets. If it's a place you don't want to go <laughs> to protect yourself, you don't want to go to the supermarket. But why am I saying that? There's a shop across the road here. It's open. The supermarket's open. KFC's open. Even uh, takeaway food in Harvester and in the uh, Toby Carvery are open. So these guys are open, but they've implemented safety and they've taken advice. So as a church, uh, we need safety and we need advice, but we're open. Okay, it might be in the takeaway things of doing this. Lo lots of you watching now online. So it's different than we would normally do, but I'm telling you this. I am telling you this. The church of God if it ever needs to be open, if it ever needs to be praying, if it ever needs to be worshipping, if it ever needs to be proclaiming, be out there on the streets and preaching the gospel, if it ever needs, right, it's now. Amen? It's now, right? And we want to be wise and we want to be safe and we want to take advice and we've done that, but it's time for the church to rise. On Friday after the prayer meeting in Darleston, we found out that the, uh, the news had come out in the government that all the restaurants um, and coffee shops and, and cafes were to close. So um, on the way back uh, from um, the prayer meeting, I thought, well, maybe we should go into um, uh, some of the restaurants. And we just went into one. We went into the Toby Carvery. And we knocked on the doors and they were, they were just closing up and there was about three people in the bar. And I said to Toby Carvery, uh, this is who I am. We're from the Rock Church in Warsaw. We do a food bank on a Monday and Wednesday and I know it's going to increase. So I was just wondering, right, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. You are going to feed many people, right? Um, can we have any food, right? So he said to me, come this way. And so I walked through uh, 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 the bar. Um, and he, well, I, in fact, he said, come back tomorrow. I'll find out. Come back tomorrow at 12 o'clock. 
So about half past 12, I went back with Adam, right? And we took the food bank van with us, so we all looked official, right? And we had, I mean, you know when I, you look official, I had a high-vis vest on. Uh, so when you're wearing a high-vis vest, it's amazing how doors open, right? So I walked in with a high-vis vest, and I said, listen, I was told to come back today and to see the kitchen manager. Um, and the guy I was speaking to said, I'm the kitchen manager. Yes, I, I knew you were coming. Well, is there any food that we could have? Because I don't know what we're going to do, but I know we're going to do something. I don't know how the church is going to rise up, but I know it needs to rise up. I don't know how bad this is going to get, but I know it's going to get worse. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know nothing. I'm just a pastor from Warsaw. You don't know much. But what I do know, right, is we need to step up. And I'm not sure how to do that, but I am sure there are people that are in isolation, people that are um, um, over 70, people that are at risk, that aren't getting food. What can we do? So he took me through the kitchen, and he opened, uh, we went all through the back. It's quite interesting, going through the Toby Carvery kitchen. And you go through there, and then we went to this big freezer, and he opened up this freezer, and there were bags and bags and bags, sacks of potatoes. I goes, wow, look at how much food you have here. He said, all of this would have been gone tomorrow. And I said, why? 1,400 people they were going to feed today. You know, the, the joints of meat, right? They go through 70 joints of meat on a normal serving, like on, in a day. 70. Unbelievable. So anyway, so we got a whole load of sack of potatoes and carrots and, and all the rest of it. So if the shelves are empty in Morrison's, we probably got more here. So if you need... Right? If you need, and if you're watching, you need, come and see us. Amen? Amen? We have potatoes, we have carrots, we have everything you can imagine in a, uh, in, in a Toby Carvery. We have. But not only do we have, uh, we can get more. Right? So, if you need, I'm being dead serious now, if people are watching, if there's people here that need potatoes or carrots or broccolis or I can't remember there was lots of other stuff uh, onions um, if you need let me know because we have food here so I think at this time that we are in okay there's a lot of uncertainty right and that uncertainty can 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 throw you in one direction or the other it can throw you into faith when you know you know that you know that you know. If God is for you, who can be against you? Now, now listen, we're all at different stages in our faith, but I am here this morning to tell you right, that there is a name that is higher, more powerful, more wonderful, more beautiful, more incredible than any other name. And every name that would come against it has to bow the knee. And if you know that name, and I don't mean you know the name. Oh, I know the name of Jesus. I'm not you know the name. You know Jesus. You know the person who the name is attached to. If you have a relationship with him, then the word of God says he has got your back. That's what it says. Right? It says he has got your back and i'm telling you right if there was no no in our lifetime right people like like never before people are going to be looking for the name of jesus amen if you if you need to be in isolation if you need to be separated you must do this because this is what the government says 
right? But if you are able to be a blessing to your neighbor, if you're able to give, and we said a little bit earlier, if you have extra soap or extra hand sanitizer or extra toilet roll, or, or you're able to offer a meal to your neighbor, uh, or to the elderly within your community, do it. If it's safe to do so, do it. And do it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Bless in the name of Jesus. Don't do it in the name of kindness. Don't do it in the name of neighborhood niceness. Do it in the name of Jesus. And let people know I'm doing this uh, for you. I want to bless you because God has blessed me. Amen? And I believe that if we start doing that, right, where people start to see that there's no fear within us amen there's no fear within us let me give you a couple of scriptures and uh, we used them last week um, but let me give you this one in, in, I don't think we used this one last week in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 it says for God has not given us a spirit of fear and if you've got the NIV translation it might say a, a timidity a timid spirit okay fear makes you timid fear makes you oh i'm not sure about this i'm not sure about that i'm not sure about this uh, uh, should i go here should i go there uh, i'm just talking about in life i'm not talking anything to do here at the moment with coronavirus but when you have fear in your life you think should i make that decision should i take that job should i go to that new house should i go to that location whatever it may be and fear prevents you from operating right but when you're in faith there is a boldness in you. Now, it's not a bonus because you have all the answers, right? It's a bonus because you know the answer, which is Christ. It's not a bonus that oh, I've got everything together now, I know exactly how it's happening, right? It's a bonus that you know that God's got your back. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of sound mind. God's saying, I'm going to change that spirit of fear to a spirit of boldness, to a spirit of courage, to a spirit of strength. I am going to put the power in you. And who's the power in the scripture? The Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will fill you, empower you. The Holy Ghost will give you strength. You can walk around this week, whether you're in isolation or whether you're not, whether you're ill or whether you're healthy makes no difference the power of god is in you amen so therefore even if you're going through the valley of the shadow of death you will fear no evil fear no evil fear no evil amen you will fear even on death's door you will not fear there's people that have taken their last breaths people you know people that you may know people over the years but yet they are filled with faith and they are on the door of death why can they be so confident it's because god has given them a spirit a bonus of power and of sound mind amen so i believe that the fear that is in the world god can replace and uh, the, the power um, of God that's in you. Um, it says that, but a power and of love. Now, love casts out all fear. Amen? And it says power and of love. Because love has power. Love can break down the doors. Love can break down racism. 
law love can break down prejudice love can break down fear and i'm not talking about a love valentine's love i'm talking about a god love amen because the human love right always comes with strings attached right and the reason i love you is because you are good to me and you are kind to me but if you stop being good and kind i will not love you no more so you give somebody a valentine's card for so many years and then that could stop one of those years because that's how the worldly love is but god says his love will never fail amen he loves you regardless even when you mess up he still loves you where where if, if you messed up like that on any other person you would be away but god even when you sin even in your rebellion he loves you let me tell you the good news here's the good news and i want everyone to watch i want the world to hear this the reason we are here this morning is to proclaim the good news people are looking for hope people are looking for answers people are looking for confidence i can't guarantee that you'll have all the answers but i can guarantee if you know jesus that even without the answers you'll have confidence as if you had all the answers amen because this is what jesus does when you invite him into your life even though you don't fully understand it when you invite him into your life and you don't need to fully understand it but you think you need to fully understand it but i'm telling you now that you don't need to fully understand it you just need to trust me that i am telling you the truth that the holy spirit will come into your life and he will make a home inside of you and you will be transformed from the inside out amen the bible says two thousand years ago that jesus died on the cross and that he shed his blood and he breathed his last breath and the last words he said and you need to look at anybody's famous last words the last words jesus said was father forgive them for they do not know what they do or in my translation father forgive them because they are stupid because they don't understand that they are crucifying the very gift of god amen i have been stupid in my life and i still become stupid at times it's a gift i have and i'm gifted with stupidity at times but even when i'm stupid now he forgives me amen because he's an awesome god he's an incredible god and so 2000 years ago he said father forgive them they do not know what they do and then he took his last breath and that breath that he took it ceased and his body died and they took him from the cross and he was dripping with blood the blood had drained from his veins they put him into the grave and why they looked like there was no hope and they looked like there was no answer and he looked like we don't know what to do and that's it it's finished we're all doomed for three days later amen three days later it says that the stone was rolled away but it was not rolled away by human hands amen i am praying with all my heart and the bible says pray ask and you shall receive that this coronavirus it would be god would come and he would roll away the stone amen now i i I, i'm believing i you know i i want to see right i want to see everything that our nurses and our nhs are doing an incredible job i want to see a vaccine come i want to see all that happen but how awesome would it be 
right? As quick as it comes, as quick as it goes, that supernaturally the stone is rolled away. And God can do that. God can do that. God's not, God's not lacking in power. God's not baffled by what's happening. God, God's not like, oh, I didn't see that one coming. He knew that this was coming. And so he started to prepare you before you knew you'd been prepared. He did. He started to prepare you before you knew we were being prepared. And for some people that didn't realize they were being prepared, because you don't need to know what you're being prepared for. The Holy Spirit will prepare you, even though you don't know why it is. But you know in your heart, I'm getting prepared for something. There's no way, right, in a million years you would have thought that this is what he's preparing you for. Amen? So here's the big question. He's been preparing you, and he's been preparing me, and he's been preparing the church and the more I say it, the seems to be harder it is to say, prepare, right? He's been preparing us for a reason. My sister, thank you. Let's give her a round of applause. She saw a need and she met it. And I didn't even see that need. And that's exactly what we need to do. There's a need. Who's going to bring the table up? Who's going to be the answer? The church has to be. Amen. The, the pastors, listen, pastors, with all due respect, and I'm not saying this out of some crazy, charismatic, American, snake-handling kind of understanding. I'm just saying this from a biblical perspective. We have to step up. Amen. We have to. We have to step up wisely and safely, but we have to step up. If people are stepping up to make burgers in McDonald's, how much should we be stepping up? to give the word of God. Amen? Oh, well, it's irresponsible. You should be self-isolating. Well, what about the guys flipping burgers now? What about the guy in the kebab house? And the only reason they're doing it is for money. We're doing it to see a nation saved. I know this sounds aggressive, and I don't want it to sound aggressive, but it's time for us to fight. It's time for the army of God to rise up. It's time for us to say, come on, what are we going to do? If McDonald's is open, the church should be open. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and listen, listen. Listen, you've got to hear my heart in this. Uh, you've got to hear my heart in this because I know there's going to be a lot of hate mail coming. I know there's going to be a lot of, well, that's just irresponsible. I'm not being irresponsible. I'm trying to be responsible. The world is looking for an answer. I know the answer. Should I keep it to myself? Should I hide away? Amen. Should I hide away? Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, amen, amen. Woo. I, I'm telling you, I, I, listen, let, just let me be honest with you, right? I, I, I've had to try, I, I've known in my heart that we need to step up, okay? But I, I've just, I've been looking, I've been looking to see what other pastors are doing because you know, I've only been a pastor for five minutes. So I'm trying to look at my seniors and my bishops and I'm trying to look at what are these guys saying? And I know it's different in every country and I've been looking and I've been hearing and even the ones that have been filled with faith, even the ones that are faith preachers are saying things along the lines, well, I, I, I've got the faith to handle it, but because the congregation hasn't, right? I'm not going to open because they haven't got my kind of faith. So, so it's been come across as like, a, like, like an arrogance Right, but 
and it's not, I've been looking and I've not heard anybody. I've not heard anybody. And I've not wanted to do something that is incorrect, do something that is in law, unlawful. How do we respond? I've been asking my, my seniors as a pastors, as churches. And you know what I hear? All I hear, and, and, and there's a truth to it, but all I'm hearing, wow, it's a great opportunity for the church to go online, right? And I'm going, but we've been going online. We, it's not new for us. We've been going online. And, and maybe as churches, we'll never gather again. <laughs> can, I just, can I just stop there? This is what pastor's been telling me. May, maybe we will never, after all of this is blown over, we will just no longer gather, right? That's what pastors have been telling me. Let me tell you this. The Bible tells me where two or three. Now, that wasn't two or three on Zoom or on YouTube, right? That was two or three, right? I am telling you this, right? I am telling you this. I absolutely love gathering with the people of God. Ah, uh, yeah, well, that's just selfish. The reason why you're meeting is because just you like it. Well, yes, right? I personally like meeting, but I believe when they met together in the upper room, right, and there was 120 of them, God moved. We need a move in this nation, right? We need a move in this nation. So listen, listen, we need to be wise. We need to do everything that we are told to do <sighs> amen listen the government has said for groups and gatherings and pubs and restaurants and coffee shops and uh, to to not to gather in groups the church of england have said the church over the state, the church over the, the, the United Kingdom, have said they are counseling their meetings. Those meetings are counseled, their, their church services. But they also say that the churches should be open. And if you go on to the church of England, they said open your doors so that people can come in and they can pray, this is their words, and reflect. Well, I'm telling you what, church, right now we are praying and reflecting okay so officially we opened the doors at 10 30 this morning right and we just said if people want to come and pray and reflect come but you must be uh within six foot of each other you've seen the posters around the building uh safe distancing uh, away from each other wash your hands um in all the bathrooms all that kind of stuff, all the stuff that we know but it's we've had to enforce it here Right, and at 11:30 is now we're going live um, on online. So I don't know why you're still here, but you are, okay? So with our prayer and reflection, uh, this we're going over to Darleston this this afternoon at four o'clock. And guess what we're going to do in Darleston? We're going to pray and we're going to reflect. Darleston needs prayer, amen. Warsaw needs prayer, and so we're here praying. We've got to be wise. We've got to be sensible. And we need to isolate if we've got any uh, 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 uh. Ah, That was a pastor just saying they've, they've finished their live stream. I thought it was a pastor saying to me, I, was, I thought I was in trouble. Right, but he was actually... 
I'll get in trouble later. Amen. But church, seriously, this has not happened before, but last week we were over in Darleston. A couple of churches closed last week, I think I told you. And, um, and we went over with the worship team and we wasn't sure who was going to turn up. And we had one lady turn up, one non-rock church lady, right? She turned up. Um, she came to the service. She, her heart was full of fear because she's on the high-risk category. And she'd had an operation, I think it was in the kidneys, I can't remember. But she, she had an operation, a couple of operations, so she's on high risk. So I met her, lovely lady. She came an hour before the service, and she said, what's this? I've walked past, you know, I, I can see it's in church, what is it? I said, well, come in and have a look. And, and um, you know, and she came in. And I said, Listen, come back in an hour. Come back and hear the good news. And I started just to tell her about how good God is and that I'm not fearful. I, I'm completely aware that stuff's happening, but he doesn't strike a fear in me, right? I'm okay. I'm okay. He's got my back, right? He, and, and that's not because I'm not ill, right? Even if I get ill, I'm okay. He's got my back. Amen? So, so this is not, it's not dependent on whether you're ill or not. Right, whether you're self-isolating or you're not self-isolating. He's the same God when you're self-isolating as he is when you're not self-isolating. So she came, she'd had operations, she was out of fear, and I said, it's okay. I said, because this is who Jesus is. Right? And she'd never been to church and she'd never heard of Jesus. I said, but come back in an hour because there's more people here. You can sit safe away from people. We make it safe. But come and hear the good news. So we start... Uh, meeting because last week we could have church but this week we can't okay so we're not doing church now right we're praying reflecting but last week okay we we're able to do church i'm telling the at the beginning of the service i said i've just, just spoken to this lady i mentioned the name and let's pray that she you know because she wasn't there so let's pray that she could and just as i was saying that she walked in she sat down and we just worshiped and then we gave the gospel and as we gave the gospel, she was just crying all the way through, right? She gave her life to the Lord. Amen. She invited Christ into her life, right? And the truth of the matter is we went to Darleston and we preached the gospel. A couple of churches had closed. We preached and uh, the word of God went out and, and it saw this beautiful lady get saved. Okay, so I know that, I know that we have to adapt how we do that, but we still need to preach the gospel. Amen. So it says, uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power of love and sound mind. And then just, let me just park there at the sound mind. The sound mind, right, for me, love, power, and sound mind. I think the sound mind for me and for us as church is, is, is the way that we approach this, okay? That we do need to make sure that we are well that we have safe distancing, that we wash our hands. We do need to make sure that, that like, f for now, um, even though maybe you want to hug somebody or shake somebody's hands, right? Uh, not because anything bad's going to happen, but because we want to be doing the right thing, right? Let's not hug. Let's not shake hands. Let's, let, let's, you know. So I believe that's the sound mind, okay? Uh, we don't want to become like a snake handling church that's holding up snakes, 
right? And you see him all the time. There was one last week, pastor died from being bit by a snake. Where they, they get the snakes to bite them to say, I've got the faith. And a snake bit him and he died, you know? Um, so we're not wanting to be that foolishness where we're sort of um, attempting. But I, I want to tell you, okay, um, there are people in history and there are brothers and sisters in history, right, that walked in such a divine health where diseases themselves would shrivel up on their hands. Amen? Now, we may not be there yet, but I believe we're on the way. Amen? Where God can do supernatural. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, we just read that. In Psalm 27, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? That's like, forgive me now, right? But that's like fighting talk. That's like, come on now, right? <laughs> right? It says, the Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Amen? Proverbs 29, verse 25. Fear, O man, uh, Fear of man would prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Have I not commanded you? Right? Trust in the Lord. Can I just say to those watching now, it sounds simple, but it's profound. I want to speak to you and to those who are here. Trust God. It sounds too quick to say. Think about that a moment. He is saying to trust him. If there's anyone that you can trust right now. Amen. If there's anyone, trust him. He is faithful. He is able to be trusted. He is a good, good father. He is a faithful God. Amen. He knows you. It says that he knows the hairs on your head. He's numbered them. He's counted them. He's interested. He knows the detail. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow and we haven't got a clue. He knows what's going to happen next week and we haven't even got... He knows and he knows you. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Be strong and courageous. Do not be. God is telling you now, and he's telling me, right, and, and I'm telling myself through reading it, and I'm telling you through reading it, but God is telling us right now, Rock Church, listen up now, listen to me, do not be afraid. But pastor, there's so much that I agree, there's stuff that you can be afraid of. So he's saying to you, not to, he's not telling you not to be afraid because there's nothing to be afraid of. He's telling you not to be afraid when there is something to be afraid of. And you think, how is that naturally possible? It is not naturally possible. It is supernaturally possible. That's why we need a supernatural, in what's the word? Intervention. Thank you, Chigo. Our camera guy. Amen. That's why you came today. We need God to intervene. 
Okay, we can look, man's looking at answers. We can use this, we can use that, we can self-contact, and all these are good things, but that's, that's man's way of dealing with it. We need a God way of dealing with this. Amen. We need God to supernaturally. The Bible says, if you pray, if you pray, if you pray, if you pray. Churches don't close. Pray. Amen. Churches don't go online. Pray. Go online. That's fine. We're online. We've always been online. I love being online. Yes, you can reach more people. Right? You, you can reach more people. Right? But let's not substitute one for another. Let's not just say everything's online now because I don't have to, I can keep my pajamas on and go to church. Amen. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts. And your minds in Christ Jesus. Now listen, I, I have not felt that I have been the right person to do this. Uh, I've not known how to do this. I've been looking to my superiors. But who, who is telling people? Who is shouting out our leaders? This scripture is very clear. Do not be anxious for every, but, by, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The, the, the church leaders need to be shouting out to the government, need to be shouting out to the council, need to be saying, this is how. Amen. This is how we've been singing it, bro. This is how we fight our battles. Uh, two weeks ago, this is how I fight my battles. Two weeks later, this is how I fight my battles. I mean... I, I don't want to be flippant, and I, I, I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to minimise what's going on in our nation. I mean, our nation is going on its knees. But three weeks ago, four weeks ago, nobody knew, and everybody, yo, oh, hallelujah, high five, oh, hey, praise God. This is how I fight my. But now this, it's hit the church. All I hear, all I hear, is Corona, 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 Corona. Amen. From unbelievers, from believers, right? And I'm watching it, don't get me wrong, I'm watching it all the time on the news, I'm sitting on Facebook, I'm watching what's going on, I'm interested. I, I, I want to be, I, I don't want to die, I don't want you to die, I want to make sure that everything's okay, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, who, where's the voice, where's the John in the wilderness? Because that's what it feels like to me. Where is the John? It's a bit weird. Eat locust, camel hair. You know, wasn't really like on the Paris catwalk, right? So it was a bit weird and wonderful. And sometimes it takes a bit weird and wonderful people. And the Bible says that he calls the weird and wonderful. Hello. And that's you and me. He says he calls the foolish things of this world to profound the wise. I just want to tell you that I'm here not as a voice of authority telling you I know everything about Corona and what to do. I'm just here as a voice of faith. I'm just saying I'm reading the Bible. And what we were shouting about four weeks ago, hallelujah, this is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. What, what, what's happened to the joyful worshippers? What's happened to the ones that were dancing and shouting and saying, oh, I believe it's Shilabakiyam. What's happened to the faith preachers? What's happened? Oh, but brother, we've got to use wisdom. Where has faith ever been wisdom? Peter jumps out of a boat. That's smart. 
Amen? When's it ever been wisdom? When Jesus says, speak to this mountain and be moved. Well, that don't sound quite right, Jesus. Why would you want to move a mountain? Amen? When has it been wisdom? We spoke last week when he went past the fig tree. And the fig tree, he went to get fruit. And there was no fruit. And the scholars say that that fig tree was not meant to have fruit. It was not in season. So Jesus went to get a fig that wasn't in season. And then he cursed the tree. And somebody could go, well, hold on a minute. That's a bit harsh, Jesus, because it wasn't meant to be in season. And why couldn't you just make it produce fruit rather than kill it? I don't know. Don't look at me for the answer. I got no clue. But I don't need the answer. Should I tell you why? Because the word of God says it happened, and it happened, and I'm okay with that. Okay? I'm okay with that. So there's things in your life that are going to happen that I don't know the answer that I'm just going to be okay with. And there's something that's happening in our nation that we don't know the answer to, but I'm okay about that. Why? Because I know greater is he that is in me. So I'm okay with that. Well, are you okay with it because you're well? Well, no. I'm okay with it whether I'm well or sick. Now, I don't want to get sick. I'm not going to get sick. I'm proclaiming not to be sick. But I'm telling you, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know he's got my back. I know to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. I was so challenged where the, uh, when we read about the, I think it was last week, the, um, or on Tuesday it might have been, the bubonic plague, right? Uh, the virus that went round, uh, what we know as the plague, right? And the plague just swept through Europe, swept through Europe, swept all over the UK, and, and we all know about it in history, and it was terrible. But what, what was incredible, right, is that the church of God were the ones that would minister, right, help to the sick. But the plague was so infectious that it was a guarantee that if you went near anybody who had the plague that you wouldn't get it and let me tell you this and this really challenged my heart people were willing to die to serve people right to to be christ to people so they would hear the gospel and that is incredible because what we're talking about here we're not talking about uh, um, preaching the word of god because because we know that you know everything's going to be good I'm talking about preaching the word of God because the word of God needs preaching. Amen? But, amen? Now, now I don't know what the church's understanding back then was of healing and, and what the, the understanding is now. Maybe there's a different understanding, but now when we read the word of God, right, we do know that by his stripes we were healed. But it just still strikes me that, that they were willing to give and, um, and so I think, well, you know, we should be willing to give. I'm not talking about giving our lives, right, in, in that sense, but just think about if we have to. <laughs> wow, that would be a challenge. Okay, let me just... We've run out of time, but let me just give you two scriptures. Acts chapter 4 and verse 8. This is about Peter and John, okay? Acts chapter 4. Uh, Acts chapter 2, the empowering the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 3, they start healing people because they've got the Holy Spirit. And then we get to Acts chapter 4 because they get in trouble for healing people. I'm not self-prophesying this, but I'm just getting to think about this. Right? Then Peter, filled with the Spirit. This is Acts chapter 4, verse 8. Filled with the Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, 
if we are being called to account today for the act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then how then know this, you and all the people of Israel. John, Peter, the early church were now going and healing people and they were getting in trouble because you shouldn't be out. You shouldn't be healing. You, you shouldn't be doing this. This is here. I'm not saying this is... This is their answer. So we're now in accounts. We're now in trouble because we've healed a lame guy. And you're asking, how did we heal that lame guy? Right? Interesting, isn't it? This is their response. Right? Verse 10. Then know this, you and all the people of Warsaw, all the people of the UK, United Kingdom, know this, right? Know this, listen to this. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Amen. Jesus is the stone right, that the builders rejected. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven and given to mankind by which man must be saved. Let me make that real clear. Right? They made it real clear. I am not telling you, I said earlier, that no Muhammad, no Allah, no Buddha was going to save you. And, you, and people might be listening to this thinking, what's, well, what's he know? There's many different roads to God. There's many different ways to God. And you can choose that way. It's not me who's saying this. The scripture saying this. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that mankind may be saved. So let me make that very clear. I declare right now, number one, right, this, this church, right, will, will rise up. This church will rise up. This church will rise up. I am telling you, this church will not close its doors, okay? Now, we don't know how things are going to change, if things change, blah, blah, blah. But as this moment in time, with all the knowledge that we know, I am declaring that we will be open as a church, okay? It's going to look different. It's going to be different. And we will be online, but we will be open. And we'll be open tomorrow, and we'll be open Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday. We'll be over in Darlow at 4 o'clock today, right? Because that is our godly response. We'll be online, we'll be offline. We'll be offline, we'll be online. We'll be one foot in, one foot out. We'll be, you know, we're not going, we're not, we're going in, okay? And what are we going in with? We're going in with this. Salvation is found in no other name but the name of Jesus. And why did they get in trouble? Because they healed a man and the day that he shouldn't have been healed. Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath and he shouldn't have been healed. And so they had beef with him that he shouldn't have been out there healing people. But he said, are you telling me, right? Are you you're speaking to me, right? Are you telling me, right, that this man, you have a cow or you have a, a sheep that drops down a ditch, you quickly go because it's money to you that you take up. But you're telling me that this man, right, that is cursed, this man that's got a disease cannot be healed. I'm telling you that people will be healed over this period that we're going through in the name of Jesus. Amen. But if the name of Jesus is being preached, if the name of Corona is being preached, if the name of self-isolation is being preached, if the name of fear is being preached, then this little voice in the wilderness, who is it? It's you. Who's this John in this 21st century? It's you. He's the one. Who is the one that's crying out? It's you and me. We need to cry out the name of Jesus. Amen? 
And then let me finish on this and we are done. Psalm 91. I speak it over your life. I speak it over your family. I speak it over this church. I speak it over this town. I speak it over all the churches in Warsaw. All the churches that are not liking me at the moment because they're watching this. I speak this over you. Psalm 91. I'm not saying this. This is what the Bible says. God is saying this to you. Now listen to this. If you are sitting here this morning and you do not know Jesus, if you're watching and do not know Jesus and you're thinking, what do I do? Do this, right? Come into a relationship with Jesus. He conquered sin. He conquered death. He rose from the dead three days later. Jesus is alive today. Amen? He is alive today. You can't find his bones. You can't find his body. You can't find his grave. Why? Because he's seated at the right-hand side of the Father. The right-hand side means power. It says that he has not given you a spirit of timidity, of fear, but love, power. Jesus is the power. And Jesus, when he comes into your life as the power, he will give you a sound mind. Love, power power and sound mind and it says this he that dwells in the secret place of the most high you need to be in relationship and you need to be dwelling if we need to dwell we need to dwell we need to dwell if you're in self quarantine if you're if you're separated away and you're isolating yourself then dwell in his presence it says he that dwells in the place of the most house shall abide under the shadow of the mighty you shall have relationship with the almighty the creator you know the creator knows you god you know god knows you all powerful one the mighty god king of kings lord of lords the creator jesus he knows you and you know him because you're abiding well that means something my daddy's bigger than your daddy we used to say in the playground my daddy used to have a black belt in taekwondo so once we went through my daddy's got this car my daddy's got that car my dad's got that i used to say well my dad's got a black belt and he kicked your dad's butt in the conversation because my dad was a black belt my earthly dad how much more right when the devil's saying this 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 and this and he goes do you know my dad do you know my dad the devil says yeah he's got black belt no no not that dad do you know my heavenly father? Amen. He's the creator. Man, he, he holds us in his hands. He tells me he's for me, not against me. He tells me he's got my back. Hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress in God I trust. Amen. I put my trust in him because he's my refuge. He's my fortress, my refuge, my fortress. He's my house. He's my home. He's my crib. He's my hiding place. He's, that's who he is. That's what he's saying. He says, my refuge. I dwell in him. I sleep in I eat. I wear my pajamas around him. I wear my suit around him. I can be relaxed. When I'm in his presence, I put my slippers on because he's my refuge. I live in him. Amen. Hallelujah. Where's my home? In Him. What's your address? In Him. Where you're self-isolating? In Him. Amen. Where you're being separated? In Him. Amen. And who else is self-isolating in your house? What, are you asking me who else is in Him? Well, my wife's in Him, Hannah. And my kids are in Him, Hannah. And my dog and my cat. No, they're not. Okay. And for me and my house, we will be in Him. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Oh, I've been self-isolating for 30 years because that's how long I've known Jesus. I self-isolated at the age of 15. 
When Jesus said, can I come in you? Can you come in me? Can we abide in one another? When I invited Christ into my life, he self-isolated in me and I self-isolated in him. Do you get me? So this salvation, this self-isolating is nothing new. Amen? The Spirit of God dwells in me. Hannah is gone. Come on, time. One, one more. But this is, this is good stuff, isn't it? This is good stuff. Surely, surely, surely. Come on now. I just love the language. Come on now. Surely. You know what this is like? Oh, my goodness. Surely. There's no doubt about this. There's no, there's no question about this. Surely he shall deliver thee, me, you, my family, your family, my church, your church, my town, your town, my region, your region, my nation, your nation, my. Hallelujah. Surely, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the, the, the nonsense. What's that? The, from the pestilence. Amen. Surely. And then he goes on and says, he shall cover thee. He shall cover you with his feathers. Right? And under his wings shalt thou trust. Amen. His truth shall be thy shield. Oh my God goodness his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler in the new testament we learn about the armor of god we learn about the belt you know keep your trousers up and all that business and the belt of truth and we learn about the shield of faith and that you've got the belt holding up the rest of the armor and the shields your faith and it's saying here this shield is saying that he shall be your belt he shall keep your trousers on hallelujah said all the men okay he shall keep you together because if your trousers dropped off when you walked out here you will lose yourself is that correct can you imagine you walk out here and then for some reason your belt pops because you've had too many pork pies and your trousers drop down would you carry on walking no you wouldn't all of a sudden you go oh, oh and you try because it's embarrassing he's saying that he is the belt he's going to keep you together because if you walked out here ladies men don't think about this but your skirt dropped off and 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 men you walked out here ladies don't think about it, but your trousers dropped off you would be all like whoa and you wouldn't be together he's saying that he is your belt he's keeping your clothes together he's keeping your heart together so you're not all whoa what's going on does that make sense it's not me it's this don't blame me this is what the bible says what do you think he means amen but that's the truth because if you walked out there and you tr- would be all oh, like this and there's so many people like, oh, like this. That's what they're like. Oh I, don't know, oh, I don't know where to go. They're all like this because they don't know where to go. Because they've got no belt. There's nothing holding them together. And it says here that the truth will hold you together. It says that, that we will trust him. It says that, that, that his truth shall be thy shield. Hide behind his truth and thy buckler. It says, thou shalt not be afraid. For the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor for the uh, destruction. Um, let's get the worship team up, please. Uh, that waiteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your right side, and ten thousand shall fall. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, that's what's going to happen look a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not let me declare that now it shall not 
come near you. Church, it's not going to touch you. Amen? It shall not come near to you. And just as we come to the end here, um, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy inhabitation. Habitation. Um, there shall be no evil before thee. Amen? Hallelujah. Neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling, for he shall give the angels cover over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Amen. They shall bear thee up with thy hands, lest they dash a foot against the stone, and they shall tread upon the lion and the adder on the snake. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under thy foot. Amen. Amen. <laughs> man is he a good God isn't he is he a good God yeah, let's just read this last little bit here okay it's because he has set his love upon thee therefore will I deliver him I will set him on high because he have known my name and he shall call upon me and I will answer him I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him uh, and, uh, and honor him amen I'll honor him with long life and I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Let's just get the keyboard on if we can just for a moment. Right. Let's just bow our heads for a second. Close our eyes. And I just want to give an invitation out um, this morning. If you're here this morning, we're going to be doing this every single week in Darleston and here at the Rock Church. Every time we gather, we're going to give this invitation. Okay. Because people are going to be responding to this invitation. If you're here this morning and you've come and you're visiting and you don't have all the answers and but you can feel that God is in the place. If you're watching online and you're looking for an answer, trust me, Jesus is your answer. Now all the answers to how and why, we can answer them later. But what's important at this moment in time that you respond to the fact that Jesus is the answer. So what I want to do right now, why everybody's got their heads bowed and their eyes closed, I want to um, give an invitation for those people right, who have never asked Jesus into their lives. If you're sitting there and you say, I've never invited Jesus, I've never invited God, but specifically Jesus. Amen. You've never invited Jesus into your life. Let me tell you that the moment you do that, the Bible says that heaven rejoices and that you go from death to life. The moment you do that, the Bible says that he will cover you, he will protect you. The moment you do that, you'll be filled with his spirit. It's a good thing to do. It's an amazing thing to do. And it will be life changing. You will never be the same again. So if you're sitting here, um, this morning, everybody's got their eyes closed and their heads bowed. And there's nobody looking around out of respect. The only one that's looking around is me. But most importantly, the eyes of God are looking. And if you are here this morning, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm just going to say a prayer. And I just want to see you in my mind and include you in that prayer. If you are here this morning, you've never invited Jesus into your life, specifically Jesus. Then I would ask you to put your hand up. 
and then put it straight back down to indicate to me that I would like for you to include me in that prayer. So if that's you, would you quickly just put your hand up? I know, I know it's um, a hard thing to do. Your heart's probably beating, but you know in your heart whether you need to know Jesus. If that's you, I just ask you very quickly just to put it up. Be brave, be encouraged, just put it up very quickly.